0: Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather. We've got some headlines for you guys today, as you can probably imagine, since I'm uh, posting an episode. (laughs) So we've got Biden delivers omnibus warning from his globalist puppet masters, vote for us or else. And that is posted by my very favorite, Leo Holman, H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com. Where is the promise of his coming Media mocks Christian End Time Beliefs? We got that to talk about. And uh, what else? Let me come over here. So after denying it only two weeks ago, Iran now admits to sending drones to Russia. Yes, folks. And then we've got Klaus Schwab's right-hand man calls for mass extinction event to usher in Great Reset. We'll talk about that. And the cost to heat your home this winter could rise 30%. Yes, folks, 30%. And Russia claims it will present, quote, evidence that UK special forces were behind the attacks in Crimea. And, of course, the MSNBC hosts are losing their minds over potential GOP control of Congress. Our children will be arrested, killed. <laughs> yes, folks, and the Holocaust of the unborn babies are dying because their mothers got vaccinated for COVID. We will talk about that. And Biden continues to terrorize the country after declaring all Republicans are a threat to democracy. Yes, folks, and CNN scrambled to cover for COVID vaccine-induced deaths across America. Now blaming alcohol abuse for one out of every five deaths in demographic age group of twenty. Uh, to 49 yes folks deception deception major bridge connecting crimea into russia heavily damaged as war in ukraine escalates and moscow responded with barrage of missiles folks is getting crazy as you can tell in this world it's getting it's getting heated very very quickly and uh we're looking probably at nuclear war we are looking at wars And rumors of wars. I know that reminds you guys of something. It reminds me of Matthew. Uh, Today in church, my pastor was preaching on Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. And um, 16, I do believe, to uh, 23. We're just going to read a little bit of that really quick to open up today. So Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. Look, I am sending you out as sheep among wolves. So be as shrewd as snakes and harmless as doves. But beware. For you will be handed over to the courts and will be flogged with whips in synagogues. You will stand trial before governors and kings because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity to tell the rulers and other unbelievers about me. Or another translation says, but this will be your testimony against the rulers and other unbelievers. Verse 19 continues when you are arrested don't worry about how to respond or what to say god will give you the right words at the right time for it is not you who will be speaking it will be the spirit of your father speaking through you now this gets interesting verse 21 says a brother will betray his brother to death a father will betray his own child and children will rebel against their parents and cause them to be killed and all nations will hate you they will hate you because you are my followers but everyone who endures to the end will be saved when you are persecuted in one town flee to the next i tell you the truth the son of man will return before you have reached all the towns of israel so guys we're getting to that point now here in the united states as well we're not being persecuted like those around the world but it's coming it's coming and i believe it's coming quickly Um, And my pastor iterated on that today. He focused on uh, one thing he said on uh, the verse 16. It says be wise but be gentle. And we don't have to attack back as Christians. And we don't. We're not called to do that. We are called to be wise. To be sweet. And to be gentle. But. You know, his own King James Version says, be wise as serpents, <laughs> harmless as doves. So anyway, folks, let's dive into these head, uh, headlines and see what we can dig out of them, shall we? All righty then. So let's just dive into, I don't know, let's just pick a headline, any headline, shall we? They're all quite shocking. So Holocaust of so the Unborn Babies Are Dying Because Their Mothers Got Vaccinated. Let's check that out. So if you hear some background noise, just know that my cat is playing with my dog. Um, she is on the nip. She's she's on the cat nip. So she's hooked. She is definitely hooked. Bless her heart. Anyway, so this is posted on Sunday, November the 6th of 2022. Which means it's posted today by Ethan Huff. You can check it out at naturalnews.com. Naturalnews.com. So one of the most concerning side effects of the Wuhan virus or the COVID-19 vaccines? Quote, we say that sparingly, quote, vaccines? is that they seem to be preventing reproduction by killing babies still in the womb. Rates of stillbirth, new reports indicate continue to increase as fully vaccinated mothers fail to deliver their children in growing numbers. As many as 28 out of 29 women, depending upon, uh, depending on the data source. Oh my goodness. That statistics come from Pfizer itself. Believe it or not, are experiencing stillborn deliveries in the COVID injection era. So A hospital in the Fresno, California area circulated an email internally that suggests stillbirths are up big time, 500% in fact, compared to pre-operation warp speed. That email was leaked to the independent media, which is reporting it on while the corporate media ignores it. As far as mainstream uh, goes, Fauci flu shots are still the best and greatest thing a person can take to protect against the Chinese flu. In reality, though, the shots are having a depopulation effect on those who take them. Related earlier this year, it was reported that at least a half a million spontaneous abortions have occurred as a result of COVID injections. A nurse says she heard of two mothers whose babies developed blood clots in the womb. Prior to the release of the shot, stillbirths were relatively rare. At the hospital in question, about one or two occurred every three months or so. Now, dozens of stillbirths are occurring monthly, a substantial increase. The Epoch Times, which first reported on the revelation, reached out to the head nurse who wrote the email to inquire about why she referred to the cases as demise patients she has yet to respond california today which also reported on the leaked email put together a video segment and you can watch that at the rare foundation website folks if you haven't gone to there i would check it out it's the rare foundation r-a-i-r foundation website if you are an epoch times subscriber you can also watch the 25 minute video expose about the leaked email and you can check that out there at the natural news link if you want to or you can go to epoch Times if you subscribe So anyway, Epoch has a live chat associated with video in which one woman claims she suffered not just one, but two stillbirths after getting jabbed back in early 2021. She said, I was a liberal and believed my doctors. This person wrote, I'm so glad word is getting out about this. Hopefully others can be spared this horrible pain. Another person mentioned the under the skin documentary, which discusses the problems, sheeps who get vaccinated with mRNA shots for brucellosis suffer. Many of the sheep died not long after the experimental drug was injected into them, the film explains. Uh, quote, I am a nurse and I have heard of two mothers whose babies Um, have had blood clots in the womb wrote another i have never heard of such a thing before it's just hearsay though i have no actual evidence she says someone else uh asked what is going what is it going to take for more people to come to the realization that these shots are dangerous and have no business being injected into people's bodies based on everything we know about them now Herod did the same thing with his massacre of the innocent, wrote someone else referring to the famous Bible story about the genocide of all the male children, two years and younger in the vicinity of Bethlehem, where Jesus Christ was born. Quote, I will repeat one virologist who said, whoever made the virus is satanic. However, whoever made the vaccines is 10 times as satanic, wrote another person referring to the two different types of spike protein in the virus versus the injections course if you want to learn more you can go to vaccine.news vaccine.news you know check that article you can go to com. so much stuff folks it is um i just don't understand uh they are covering it up at such an epic level um that the truth is not getting other but it's kind of hard it's kind of hard um to cover up the truth when like newsbreak is constantly bombarding my phone my watch everything with these um like breaking news breaking news so-and-so died so-and-so died so-and-so died drop dead drop dead constantly constantly um you can't really cover that up anymore but anyway neuroscientists take aim at Yuval noah harari's claims re humans it says behavioral neuroscientist darshana naranian offers another critique apart from having a disturbing attitude to fellow humans he sacrifices science for sensationalism and his work is riddled with errors. She deplores the seriousness with which the intellectual word takes Harari, whose books have sold 23 million copies. The factual validity of Yuval Harari's work has received little evaluation from scholars or major publications. Harari's own thesis advisor Professor Stephen Gunn from Oxford, who guided Harari's research on Renaissance military memoirs, war, history, and identity, 1450 to sixteen has made a startling acknowledgement that his ex-pupil has essentially managed to dodge the fact checking progress. Of course he's managed to dodge the fact checking process. They all have. Nobody who fact checks these people, but if you want to tell the truth they're going to fact check you and uh, you know, give their own version of the facts and then they'll take down your little YouTube channel <laughs> like they did mine and many 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 others. Anyway, We have a lot of things going on folks i'm telling you i've never seen stuff like i have now i mean i'm sure you haven't either and where is the promise of his coming the media mocks christian in time beliefs folks let's talk about that right now um you know uh even even people even christians mock us pre-tribulationist christians you know they mock us well i have a a friend of mine um, who is like a christian or he says he's a christian and uh, he mocks me because of that. He's like, well, where's the promise of his coming? I'm like, are you a Christian? Have you read the Bible? It says in the end time, there will be people like you mocking him. I'm like, um, you might want to check yourself before you wreck yourself, buddy. <laughs> you know, oh, you know, I've got several of them um, that are like that. And hatred. It is straight up hatred towards us. It's not a... um. It's not a friendly debate. It's not a iron sharpens iron. No, it's, it's hate. You can't, you can't, they're almost like liberals. You cannot have a conversation with them. You just can't. I mean, I don't understand. And I think it's Satan driving a wedge uh, between brothers and sisters in the family of Christ. But, you know, so anyway, let's read this article. This is at uh, prophecynewswatch.com and it's Michael Snyder and it's uh, End of the American Dream. This was posted yesterday on the 5th of November. So, are we living in the days just before the return of Jesus Christ to, his, to this planet? Of course we are. Anyway, but uh, right now, he says, there is a tremendous amount of chatter about the end times all over the internet. So many really crazy things are starting to happen all over the world. And many people correctly recognize that we were specifically warned that a lot of these crazy things would happen in the last days. He goes on to say, for example... In Matthew 24, Jesus specifically told us that there would be wars and rumors of wars, famines, and pestilences just prior to his return. As global events continue to spiral out of control, speculation that prophetic events described in the Bible are happening will only intensify even more. And I'm going to throw in here, a lot of people think that the four horsemen of the apocalypse have begun to ride. I personally do not believe that. I don't believe that because when Christ starts opening up the seals, the church is not here on the earth. The church has been raptured to heaven. Uh, Chapter four, uh, verse one, I do believe in Revelation is the last time that the church is mentioned here on earth. When John is caught up, he goes, come up here. Okay, so then. And of course we're not seen again until we come back with christ on white horses when he comes back to end everything and so i do not think that the seals have been opened the horsemen are not riding yet but I do believe that things are being set up for that Uh, you can see there's going to be global epic proportions of biblical proportions there's going to be no food the water the star you know all this stuff so it's all being i think set up and, uh, when you look at the, um, agenda 2030 and you think, huh, oh, they want all this by the 2030, right? But then you want to see when they want to begin it. Have you noticed they've changed it to 2023? Folks, we are living in 2022. Might I remind us all we are November the 6th of 2022, but I want you to think about it. If they want to start, like they've got, they're pushing, pushing 2023, 2023, they're pushing this really hard. Well. What is seven years from 2023 is 2030 agenda 2030 how long is the tribulation Oops. seven years Coink-a-dink. i don't know i'm not saying thus says the lord or anything but i don't know anyway it gives you something to chew about you know i think it's um it's daniel said you know when god told him daniel wanted to know when when are these things going to happen you know what's going to happen and god said you know close the book up daniel for it's not for you to know you know you go your way and hand us uh, so he sealed the book and he goes but those in the end time they will be wise and they'll shine and they will know god will open their eyes so we will know what's coming i do believe the book of daniel is being revealed now because uh you know you have all the kingdoms and you have all the things that he talked about all this stuff is happening you know travel become to and fro and this and all this stuff and i'm like what's happening now population has absolutely exploded technology is tripling not just doubling remember it used to double every 100 year now it's doubling every month or something it's um it's, it's it's unbelievable but all the signs have converged everything is converging all the nations are coming together it's going to attack Israel in the Ezekiel 38 and 39 where all this stuff is coming about i mean it is like moving so fast now we're on the verge of nuclear war we have all of this stuff happening but folks i don't want you guys to focus on nuclear war i don't want you to focus on all this other stuff we shouldn't be focused on that we should know the bible told us there's going to be wars it didn't say rumors of wars he said there will be wars and rumors of war so there's going to be wars And there's more wars to come there's rumors there's taiwan we've got japan we've got china north korea Um, very volatile nations and countries that are um beginning these wars but you see the alignments shift united states is no longer a superpower um and then of course you know the bible doesn't doesn't talk about the united states we are not found in biblical prophecy now, there may be some hints here and there and, you know, uh, like the Tarsh, the, the what is it, the Lions of Tarsus, and, you know, these most other things. And, you know, okay, maybe, perhaps, but we are not mentioned as a superpower, as a world superpower. And so and you got to ask yourself why, well, our country's no longer a superpower. And um, most of us used to think like when the rapture would happen, the majority of the United States would go in the rapture because the majority of us um, are Christians Well that's not so anymore. I hate to say it it breaks my heart to say but that's just not so anymore. now Christians have prominent positions here in the United States. We do praise God we do have some kind of influence but you know when you know the the Barnapole was just up and it said that you know most of the United States they put their they they put their trust and their faith in Big brother in government, government no longer in Christ, no longer in the church. But in government and so um, that's socialism they're gonna they're, they replace God with government and uh, you see that happening on an epic scale and uh, you have to ask yourself man we don't really have that much longer to go especially as a nation we re- I, we really don't now you know we have our elections coming up um, but you know I, I think about this because I go back to the trump election whether it was rigged or not i don't know there's a lot of evidence that it was and um you know uh they still won remember we're just gonna keep on counting we're just gonna keep on counting you know it was all rigged what makes you think this one will not be rigged as well because you know evil people when they tend to get in power they tend to keep power they're dictators they they tend to do that and i think when trump beat obama i think they had cheated as well and i thought they 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 thought they had it in the bag but god almighty had other plans because what we all need to remember and i tell myself this too that god is the one who puts the leaders up he's the one that puts presidents and kings up and he's the one that takes them down and so we need to remember that but the united states is under the judgment of god we are under the he has removed his hedge protection from us and so you know Would I, I would pray that, you know, God-fearing Republicans would win? Yes, I absolutely pray that that would happen. Do I believe that will happen? No, no, I don't. Am I going to go vote? Absolutely, I will vote. Um, But, you know, we have to do what we are called to do. And if you vote for a Democrat, you are voting for the murder of children. And I don't care what you say about it. I don't really care how you feel about it. I don't care what your daddy or your mama or your grandmama was. I don't really give a rat's butt if you vote for a democrat you are voting for abortion you're voting for murder of innocent babies and how you can do that and call yourself a christian is beyond me you cannot you can't you cannot claim to be a christian and vote for the murder of unborn babies you can write me call me i don't care what you do that's my stance on it and if you're a christian it would be your stance as well so um so, but we see the divide in our country and um, I see it in the United States. We, you can see the insanity versus the sane people. If you think in Pennsylvania, the, okay, where was it? There was a child, she was 14 years old in the school that they had attended. This 14 year old boy, oh, I think I'm a girl. So they let this 14 year old boy change clothes in the girl's locker room. And the girls were, uh, they didn't like that. And of course they didn't like that. They didn't feel comfortable. And so they said, we don't feel comfortable with him in our locker room. Oh, well, if you don't, feel, then you all need to leave your locker room so that he can have it to himself. That's what they said. So they're punishing the girls. Where are all these people that are, oh, pro-women's rights and women, women and blah, blah, blah. Where are all these people when this is going on? Really? I don't see them standing up for girls at all. no. They're brainwashed. It's so a one, one 14 year old girl still did She's like, I, I, I don't know if I so her dad and her went up to speak to them. And guess what? Guess what? They kicked her out of school. They suspended her because she didn't feel comfortable because a 14 year old boy was in the girl's locker room. Now, if you want to tell me that the United States is morally superior, you're wrong. We are a cesspool of filth is what we are. And, uh, I don't know if we're gonna be able to pull ourselves out of this miry clay or not. I just don't think so. Jesus can. Jesus can pull us out if enough of us will humble ourselves and fall on our face and cry out to God and repent. He will. He will relent. I mean, he did it for Nineveh. Remember? Um. But anyway, I'm sorry, guys. I went to talking on that, but I mean, it's absolutely ludicrous. It is ludicrous what is going on. And uh, if that doesn't tell you that we were living in the end times, I don't know what else will. I just don't know what a slap in the face, throw some water cold. I don't know. I don't know. But something's going to have to tell you. And uh, if you don't have Christ as your Savior, I'm telling you, I wouldn't wait a millisecond before I cried out to him. Mm. Mm. Not now, right? It's crazy. Okay, so let's move along. So. Anyway, he goes on to say, sorry, um, of course, there are plenty of skeptics out there. In particular, there have been quite a few articles in the mainstream media lately that portray Christians that believe that we are living in the end times as a bunch of nuts. Yes, folks, you know it. Uh, But even though uh, they think that such Christians are crazy, mainstream pundits openly admit that there are lots and lots of people out there that are interested in learning what the Bible has to say about the end times. The following comes from a Slate article entitled, Why Growing parts of the christian right are convinced it's the apocalypse so he goes if you uh, peruse the list of recent releases in christian publishing you'll get the sense that the end times are upon us the summer saw the release of survival gods books about Uh, Current events and prayer manuals all oriented around a rapture, a second coming of Christ or an otherwise cataclysmic event at the hands of God. Subtitles included 12 mega clues that Jesus' return is nearer than ever and end times guide to survival. Do current events point to the Antichrist and his worldwide empire, uh, empire and prayer strategies that unlock the end time armory of God? Folks, be very careful what you buy, what you read. Just throwing that out there ephesians 6:10 gives you all the wear armor that you need anyway according to publishers weekly this spate of in times books is being printed to meet demand it's what the readers want at least some of them editors at the imprint harvest prophecy which was founded last year told publishers weekly they had seen a strong surge of interest because there's so much happening in today's world that parallels in time signs given in the bible And after survey after survey has shown that a surprisingly high percentage of the U.S. population actually believes that Jesus will come back in the relatively near future. And I'm included in that. For instance, a survey that was conducted by the Pew Research Center discovered that 41% of all Americans believe that Jesus will definitely or probably return by the year 2050. Lord, I pray so. By the year 2050, 41 percent of Americans believe that Jesus Christ definitely, 23 percent or probably or 18 percent will have returned to Earth. However, a 46 plurality of the public does not believe Christ will return during the next 40 years. Fully 58 percent of white evangelical Christians say Christ will return to Earth in this period. By far the highest percentage in any religious group. Only about a third of Catholics and even fewer white mainline Protestants predicts Christ's return to earth by 2050. One in five religiously unaffiliated Americans also see Christ returning during the next four decades. Many pastors appear to believe that Jesus is coming back soon too in fact a lifeway survey found that a whopping 56 percent of them quote expect jesus to return in my lifetime unquote according to lifeway nearly nine out of ten pastors see at least some current events matching those jesus said would occur shortly before he returns to earth according to the data 56 percent of pastors either strongly or somewhat agreed with the statement I expect Jesus to return in my lifetime. 24% said they were not sure, while 20% either strongly or somewhat disagreed. He goes, It is so important for all of us to understand the times that we're living in because God put us here for a reason. And my pastor said the same thing this morning God put you here at this time right now for a reason. So we better live up to that reason, right? Anyway, uh, he goes on to say he could have placed us at any time throughout human history, but he deliberately chose to put us at this specific moment. Goes on to say, um, all of human history has been building up to a grand crescendo and we get to be here for it. Folks, I don't know if you guys are ready. I'll tell you, I'm ready. I am so ready uh, to go home. So ready to go home. I know you guys are too. But anyway he goes on to saying god has a specific role for you to play in this drama but if you don't realize what he is trying to do you could potentially miss out on fulfilling your destiny yes the years ahead are going to be incredibly challenging but they can also be the greatest years of your life if you fully embrace what god is trying to do through you from this point forward bible prophecy will be the number one tool that we have to turn people to jesus once people realize that many of the things that are happening in the headlines today were foretold in the scriptures everything changes i believe that we are on the verge of the greatest move of god and the greatest harvest of souls in all of human history i want to be a part of that don't you he says i know i do i then he goes we are the book of Revelation generation and we get the privilege of preparing the way for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There is no other time in all human history that I would rather live than right now. He says if I if what I'm sharing is resonating with your heart then I encourage you to help me get this message out. There has never been a time like this before and there will never be a time like it again. Our world is about to go through immense immensely painful years but it is when times are the darkest that the greatest heroes are needed and you can be one of those heroes if you understand what God is trying to do do and you fully embrace it the end times are here and nothing will ever be the same again so rise up and become the person that God created you to be because now is the time for the people of God to move forward in victory Folks, that was originally posted in, End of the American Dream. And uh, that was written, of course, by Michael Snyder. And I completely agree with him wholeheartedly with that entire article. You know, I do. I love it. Um, I love the Word of God. I know that we are all here for a reason right now. God has put us here, and we don't need to waste the time that we have. We need to be busy about our Father's business. Isn't that what he said? So, um, however you can do that, if you can write books, write blogs, I don't do flyers bumper stickers i don't care talk to people in line at the grocery store folks wherever you are please please proclaim the name of christ no matter what you do my uh uh internet guy came i, I did go back and got internet because it was just too hard to do the um the um the hot spot on my phone <laughs> it probably wasn't uploading very much um, but my brother um came and, and and helped me out and so i'm very thankful to my brother for that um damon but anyway uh Yeah, and so he came and so we were sitting here talking and uh, of course I always ask everybody I know where do you go to church just like my opening line or are you a Christian or whatever And of course he was and so we got to have some sweet fellowship in the Lord while uh, He hooked up my internet. So that was wonderful Um, I had another I had a passenger, you know, do work security and um, we got to visit with him He didn't speak a lick of English. He only spoke Spanish So of course we used the Google Translate apps on our phones. It was so cool and I asked him if he um if he was a christian and he he shook his head yes yes and i said um and he kind of looked at me funny and i said um you know do you do you believe in jesus christ as your savior and he's like oh yeah yeah and so we had to talk about like that and so we had you know i told you like in spanish you know that we're we're family you know and 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 he goes yeah yeah he's all give me a hug so it was very sweet uh very sweet so no matter where you are you know try to make people's lives a little better tell them about the lord jesus christ um you know Cause that makes a huge difference so it doesn't really matter people are hurting all over this world and um you know we got to remember that that no matter where you're at somebody somebody needs hope and jesus christ is our hope he's our blessed hope and so you know we should we should be um telling people anybody we can right? anybody that we can and so let's move move right along here uh, see, the cost to heat your home this winter could rise 30%, and so this is WND, go check it out, WND, so let's check it out, so it says, this is ABC 27, Americans can expect to pay more while heating their homes this winter, according to a report from the United States Energy Information agency don't you just love all these agencies and all their names i'm like who comes up with this anyway uh, natural gas users can expect to pay roughly 30 percent more this season consumers who use electric gas can expect to who use electric gas okay can expect to dish out roughly 10 percent more and those who rely on propane will likely see their utility bills increase by about five percent all of those are projected to go up across the northeast region not just Pennsylvania Patrick or Patrick Cicero, who works at the Pennsylvania Office of Uh Consumer Advocates said I don't know what that was on my computer, but it went kind of a little crazy. Um but anyway you can check more of that article out at the WND.com. And so one of the big ones that I wanted to hit on today was Klaus Schwab's right hand man calls for a mass extinction event to usher in the Great Reset. So this is one um, that I want to talk about. So another leaked video has emerged to show that the World Economic Forum uh, led by the infamous globalist kingpin, Klaus Schwab, is planning to unleash mass genocide as a catalyst for its promised Great Reset. So you all, Yuval Noah Harari, who is described as Schwann's right-hand man, is on a promotional tour right now shilling a new book he allegedly wrote. The manuscript asks questions like, What do we need so many humans for? Of course, I don't know, because God said, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. I'm I'm sorry, let's do that in there (laughs) anyway. Uh, now the globalists have attained near total control over pretty much everything. They appear ready to call cool the herd of human slaves It began in the latest installment with the Wuhan Corona virus or the COVID-19 pandemic followed by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. There is also skyrocketing inflation, supply chain failures, food crop shortages, crop destruction, and other economic instability, all things that are swirling into a perfect storm of global shock and awe. Folks, if you haven't checked out John Holler's prophecy update, I believe it was last week. Um, He did a fantastic one talking about this and it might be the midweek. Um, The one today I went to watch and uh, I guess they used some stuff from um, the news, actual mainstream media news, and they struck it down on YouTube, said it violated a copyright. So I'm hoping it's on Facebook. So I'm going to try to find it later. I really do enjoy um, his um, prophecy updates. And so... Maybe I'll get to that. Oh, and another thing, JD Farag, Pastor JD Farag there in Hawaii. If you haven't checked out his prophecy updates, whoo boy, you better jump on there. You can check it out at jdfarag.org. Not frog, but farag. <laughs> F A R A G.org. Check out his prophecy updates. He always has great, great prophecy updates. And he also has um all of the evidence, all of the good stuff. You can click on resources, you can pull all that stuff up yourself. But He's always got a good one. So uh, don't watch it on YouTube because they cut out after 15 minutes because you can't talk about what you really want to talk about on YouTube. So that's why he has his own website now. So anyway, back to the article. (laughs) okay so uh, this is referring to non-globalists as quote common people unquote who are fully disposable Harari's latest leaked statement revealed a profound attitude of self-perceived superiority in globalist supremacy Harari says that common folk below him are right to be fearful about the future because their lives could end At any moment, and it would not be any great loss, he says, because non globalists are redundant. Yes, folks, that is a quote. We just don't need the vast majority of you, says Israel globalist. In a future run by smart people, Harari went on to state, common people will naturally face increased feelings of anxiety and fear about being left behind. And he is technically right. Those who refuse to board the Ark of Christ will in fact be left behind in Harari's globalist dystopia. We just don't need the vast majority of you, Harari stated out loud without shame, believing himself to be in. As we previously reported, Harari, an Israeli historian and professor at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem, openly admitted that he and the rest of his globalist cabal are unleashing transhumanism as their own personal technological Noah's Ark. Meaning, they believe the lie that tampering with their DNA and genetic blueprints will somehow grant them eternal life, while the rest of us are either eliminated or turned into their permanent slaves. Talking about this kind of thing used to be scoffed at and labeled conspiracy theorism, but now we have the plan coming straight from the mouths of the globalist cabal itself, right out in the open. With no shame, Rockefeller Foundation official Alan Gregg is another outspoken globalist who recently declared that the world has cancer and that cancer is mankind, excluding himself, of course. Prince Philip, the late Queen Elizabeth's husband, likewise believed that humanity is a cancer that he wished he could eradicate by dying and coming back to life as a killer virus. Yes, folks. You remember him? Anyway, Now, the now-destroyed Georgia Guidestones revealed the that the globalist plan for their envisioned new world order involves reducing the current population of the world from roughly 8 billion, the current number, to just 500 million. Former President Bill Clinton, unbeknownst to many, signed a so-called biodiversity treat during his tenure that, compl- that contains an explicitly stated goal of reducing the world's population to one billion at least as a start at the grassroots level the globalists have done an exceptional job programming millions of westerners into supporting mass genocide through abortion and even infant infanticide i hate that word folks i absolutely hate that word just makes me sick anyway the latter constituting the murder of a child after he or she has already left the womb. Just look at Proposition, uh, what is that, 61 or something like that there in California? Mm-hmm. You know, George Orwell warned us about these times, writes Baxter Dimitri of News Punch. He said they would convince us that war is peace. How right he was. Doctor, Uh, move right along here. Anyway, um, says, uh, if you want to keep up with the global Latest globalist news. Sorry, you can go to Globalism dot News. You can go check that out if you want to, um, guys. <clears throat> I'm telling you, it is absolutely insane. It is insane. You know, I like how they get on these big jets and use all this measure fuel, and they go meet their little summits, and then they tell us that we don't need to be driving cars, and cows need to stop farting, and all this other stuff. But then they get on their massive jets and they fly to wherever they want to go. Yeah, folks, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it is beyond crazy. Beyond crazy. But it's happening. And uh, this is the world that we're living in. We are living in this right now. Anyway, so after denying it only two weeks ago, Iran now admits to sending drones to Russia. This is by Margaret Flavin. And it's posted at thegatewaypundit.com. Com. For the first time, Iran has admitted to supplying Russia with drones. Just a few weeks ago, the brutal regime denied arming Russia with the drones used in the war with Ukraine. The Islamic Republic of Iran has taken a clear and consistent position on the situation in Ukraine, which has been pronounced since the start of the conflict. Ambassador Amir Saeed. Irvani, permanent representative of the Islamic Republic of Iran to the United Nations told reporters, Iran has consistently advocated for peace in the immediate end to the conflict in Ukraine, he says, but... We move right along here. says, he added the claims are, quote, unfounded and unsen, unsen, unsubstantiated. I can talk today. And said that the West was mounting a disinformation campaign against this. If I ever hear the word disinformation, I'm telling you guys, I'm so sick of that word. I know you guys are too. Anyway, uh, Iravani, who took no questions from reporters, also said the baseless allegations were disappointing. Yes, couldn't we'll kind of find out they were true. you can go to Newsmax and find out all about that at Newsmax so I'm telling you guys I am absolutely telling you it's insane everything is crazy so I went to olivetreeviews.org olivetreeviews.org check out some more headlines Biden delivers omnibus warning from his globalist puppet masters vote for us or else That's the Leo Holman article. Let's check it out, shall we? Really quick before I jump off of here. Trying to keep it under an hour, folks. I'm trying. Really am. Sometimes I can. And sometimes I can't. All right. Let's see. Get the internet here. So Biden delivers this. So this is a narrative has been set for election chaos and political violence. Joe Biden, in his primetime speech earlier this week, again painted the November 8 midterm election as a referendum not on his policies, but on democracy itself. Listening to the rhetoric, one can envision how things might play out next week. We end up with many races that are too close to call on election night the vote counting lasts for days deep state controlled politician or political operatives instead of urging calm throw rhetoric uh, rhetorical fire onto the political powder keg of distrust they've spent the last several years cultivating and then we're off to the races violence ensues biden's november 2nd speech followed up on the same themes presented in the in his dark september 1st battle for the soul of america speech he said a vote for maga republicans on november the 8th represents the death knell for our beloved democracy democracy is on the ballot biden said a phrase that the cia's mockingbird media has dutifully repeated over and over as if to drum it into the zombies heads whenever you hear the entire corporate media repeating the exact the same talking points you know as propaganda um psyop in the making they did it with COVID. they did it with the vaccines not a single corporate media outlet strayed from the script and that's always a red flag to dissent from the corporate narrative on masks, vaccines, and the war with Russia makes you a danger to democracy. No sane American president could speak in such dire terms. No sane president who makes his own decisions instead of receiving orders from an already entrenched shadow dictatorship, could talk about democracy like Biden does. Yes, folks, Biden's chief of staff, Ron Klain, spoke to the Mockingbird Media after Biden's speech this week and told us that we have received our one final warning from the Supreme Dictator. I kid you not. Why you can watch the first minute and a half of this video below. So I'm gonna go ahead and play this for you guys so you can listen to it. Let me get this um, set up for you so that you can hear it. Um, hopefully, let me see here. <laughs> let me move this here speaker. Okay, I hope this works. All right, here we go. <laughs> I'm not
1: the only one who sees it. Recent polls have shown an overwhelming majority of Americans believe our democracy is at risk, that our democracy is under threat. <laughs> they too see that democracy Is on the ballot this year. It's President Joe Biden speaking last night at Union Station in Washington, just a few blocks from the United States Capitol. Let's bring in White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain. Ron, thanks for being with us this morning. Uh, Tell us about the decision to make that speech about democracy, about what's on the line five days from now, in your estimation, and when you chose to do it, the timing. Well, you know, the president's been talking about the threat to our democracy since he launched his campaign. Way back in 2019 and again on January 6th and again in September in Philadelphia in Independence Hall and I think the president decided a few days ago that it was important to uh, uh, issue one final warning on this issue to make very clear to leave no doubt uh, that we have people out there still peddling the big lie people uh, uh, now raising the issue of election denial in this election uh, and of course uh, the horrible incident uh, uh, involving Speaker Pelosi and her family, mm-hmm. uh, you know, showing the rising threat of political violence. And so I think all those things came together and led the President to make the strong remarks that he made last night. Hey, uh, Ron, uh, did, did the President reach out to Mitch McConnell or Kevin McCarthy? or any Republican leader, suggesting that they get together and have a united uh, front against this political violence? Uh, he hasn't spoken to them recently uh, I think the president's remarks last night that were very strong and, and, and bipartisan made it clear that the majority of Republicans, uh, like the overwhelming majority of Democrats, oppose political violence, uh, but targeting and talking about uh, the, the MAGA Republican officials who are stirring this, uh, the people who are out there uh, you know, uh, repeating these QAnon uh, violent memes and things like that uh, that's what he was talking about last night
0: Yes. To QAnon and the violent blah, blah, blah. No. And, um, I thought this was about the whole Pelosi thing. Did you notice how they sure did silence that the pap dude? Silenced him. And, uh, you gotta think about how is it so easy for that guy to get in to their, this million dollar mansion, right? Like, you know, these people got cameras. It is a very sketchy, um, sketchy thing. And, uh, another thing that kid that, that wacko wag wack job was not a Republican. Um anyway, you do your own research into that and um tell me what you think because that whole thing's like not quite right mm, no anyway so it goes on said so here's the message vote for democrats or risk it all our very democracy is at stake yeah uh, they have no rational argument for why we should vote for them inflation is out of control the border remains open pornography remains in the school crime is rampant fuel and food shortages are mounting and our freedoms are evaporating In order to distract from these issues, they must frame next week's election in simple emotional terms. It's us or those women-hating, trans-hating, MAGA extremists. Yes. And, if too many of you vote for those extremists, we might need to take extreme measures to stop the transition away from our brand of pseudo-democracy. Of course, To their credit, even some Democrats see through the mirage as communicated in an article by NBC News, Biden takes heat from his own party over democracy speak. Uh, speech. So remember this is the same president who last year told us he was losing patience with those of us who refuse to get a certain pharmaceutical product jabbed into our bodies. There's more than meets the eye here folks he says why have Biden's handlers the deep state shadow government resorted to thinly veiled threats against their political opponents. Instead of asking for our vote it feels like they are ordering us to pull the lever for their candidates. That's not how it's supposed to work in America unless the oldest America, the Constitutional Republic is already gone, replaced with some dictatorship's own definition of, quote, democracy? I guess we will soon find out, Leo says. So, in summary, he says, when he listens to Biden's speech, uh, what I'm hearing is this, he says, they are giving us one final warning, and if we turn out in droves to vote for the opposition, they will have to do something drastic, perhaps remove the pretense of democracy, the delusion that democracy still exists, Unleash. Hell's I hope I'm proven wrong next week, but I have felt for some time that we already live under a dictatorship. A soft dictatorship, perhaps, but a dictatorship nonetheless. The defining characteristics of a dictatorship is that it does not go quietly. It does not allow itself to be voted out of power. Those holding positions of dictatorial power don't see their roles as servanthood, but rather of privilege and entitlement. They don't serve the people as they see it. They rule over them. Why? Because they can. They control the armies and the police forces. In this case, the national police force, which is the FBI. And if we try to resist, meaning we vote in such numbers that even their built-in systematic cheating is unable to compensate for it, then they will Call out the military wing of the Democratic Party, which is Antifa, and the FBI will look the other way. At least that's the not-so-subtle warning we're getting. Again, he says he hope he's wrong, and I hope he is too. But either way, we must not be intimidated into staying home. We must call their bluff and turn out massively on Tuesday, exercising people power at the polls. Every dictatorship has a political wing and a military wing. Hitler had his brown shirts. Lenin and Cheka and Stalin had had his KGB. East Germany had its Stasi. Iran has its Revolutionary Guard. It's no different with the American dictators. They have the FBI, Antifa, and other paramilitary units at the ready. Biden and his chief of staff warned us this week that they have something in store for us if we don't accept them as our permanent overlords. Every dictatorship needs a boogeyman so it can claim to be protecting the people from impending danger for the regime in washington the boogeyman outside the gates is russia and the boogeyman inside the gates is what they now call extreme maga both they say present a grave danger to our democracy it's a lie of course but it's all they have biden even tried to tie the attack on nancy pelosi's husband to the boogeyman Which is kind of funny given that Paul Pelosi's attacker, David DePapp, is a homeless, gay, drug-using, nudist, illegal alien from Canada. Doesn't exactly fit the bill of MAGA. While warning about violence coming from the right, the Washington deep state, the shadow dictatorship, has already started its own wave of political violence against conservative Americans. Take, for example, the case involving Illinois' Republican gubernatorial candidate Darren Bailey. Speaking with reporters at ABC7 News in Chicago, Bailey said he and his family had received disturbing voicemail threats prompting him to cancel campaign events. The Chicago Sun-Times reported that these threats prompted schools affiliated with Bailey and his family in southern Illinois to be placed on soft lockdown. Bailey reported the calls to police who traced them to 21-year-old Scott Lennox. According to the Cook County State's Attorney's Office, Lennox has been charged with one felony count, each of threatening a public official and making harassment communications. Lennox allegedly threatened to torture and then assassinate Bailey and later bragged to friends about making the death threats. Blaze Media reports that persecutor Lorraine Scaduto said Lennox was with friends at a bar on Friday when a political ad aired on TV that infuriated him. Meanwhile, in New Hampshire, a Republican Senate candidate was grazed by a protester's punch thrown before Wednesday's debate with incumbent Democratic Senator Maggie Hassan. Or Hassan. Anyway, Donald Bolduck, a retired army general, was assaulted at St. Anselm's College, New Hampshire's uh, Institute of Politics before his debate with his son. The Epoch Times reported that Bolduc mentioned the incident near the end of the November 2nd debate. In yet another case of political violence stemming from the left, the family home of Republican congressional candidate Pat Harrigan in Hickory, North Carolina, was sprayed with gunfire. The shooting happened last week when Harrigan's parents and children were in the house. WBTV News reports. Harrigan wrote in a tweet, a bullet and death threats aren't enough to knock this Green Beret off that mission. Harrigan and others have speculated that the attack may have been inspired by a television ad paid for by Jeff Haxon, Harrigan's Democrat opponent, that was filmed in front of Harrigan's home. Are you beginning to see the pattern here? And that's not all. LifeSite News reports that since the overturning of Roe v. Wade last summer, violence against pro-lawers has been 22 times higher than violence against abortion advocates. Hundreds of pro-life crisis pregnancy centers have been burned, bombed, defaced, vandalized with no arrests made by the FBI. Could these acts of left-wing political violence be a harbinger of things to come? A mere foreshadowing of worse violence on the horizon? I don't know, but we must prepare for the possibility because a house divided cannot stand and no dictatorship allows itself to be voted out of power. Yes, folks, I've been saying that for a while. So do not fall into the trap that has been laid where this shadow dictatorship made up of traitors and globalist predators goads us into the same violent behavior of which they are guilty. That's what they want. Both sides shooting at each other. She reminds me of what my pastor said today. Be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And we don't have to fight back, he said. That's true. Anyway, uh, keep your cool. Stay calm. Prepare to survive the chaos with enough food, water, and means of self-protection to ride out what pretends to be a rough period for America. Our enemy is not Democrats or any flesh and blood, but rather a world system inspired by Satan himself. And most importantly, pray to our mighty God for spiritual strength, courage, wisdom, and discernment that we might come out on the other side of this chaos able to live in peace, free of persecution, by the psychopathic powers, of evil in high places folks i do believe that christ will return to remove us out of this sinful evil world anyway and i do pray along with leo holman that these things would work and so lord we do ask you father god for your strength for your courage and your wisdom and discernment especially during these times because you told us there would be great deception and father we need your discernment we need your holy spirit to help us and father i ask that you your holy spirit would guide us protect us watch over us Give us words to say to those who are lost. Give us words of encouragement to say to our brothers and sisters. Lord God, please protect us and provide for us. And ask you all these things in Jesus' name. Thank you guys so much for listening to me. Uh, Especially Ramble today. Anyway, Um, anyway, may God bless each and every one of you. May his face shine upon you. And may we continue to look. Look up for the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ Jesus said, so when these things begin to happen look up because your redemption draws near and that folks is what we're looking for the blessed hope And we get in the word of God let the word of God get into you and Maranatha Lord Jesus Maranatha